Potiphar's wife is in love. Not with Potiphar, but maybe with Yosef. Hmm, but is she really in love with Yosef or with the idea of Yosef? Actually, I don't think she loves anyone in this story. Not Yosef, not Potiphar, and not even herself. If she loved Yosef, why would she accuse him of trying to rape her? Why would she want him in jail? She didn't love Potiphar. If she did, she wouldn't have tried to seduce Yosef and wouldn't have deprived him of the best asset manager he ever had. And she didn't love herself. If she did, she would never have done these terrible things. And that's an amazing idea. When we truly love ourselves, we do not act in sneaky, underhanded, terrible ways. When we truly love ourselves, we respect ourselves too much to act out on our negative impulses. We recognize that we are much more than those impulses. We intuitively understand that we deserve an authentic life, a life that is not marred by unhealthy secrets and terrible actions. Yosef, on the other hand, loves himself. The Medrash tells us that he was good-looking and styled his hair, and that's the reason behind his difficulties with Potiphar. You're styling your hair while your father is in deep mourning because he thinks you're dead? And many Mepharshim see his troubles as a consequence of this vanity. But I'm thinking that maybe there's another way to look at this. The Midrash reports that a Roman lady asked Rav Yaisi, how could 17-year-old Yosef, away from his family and immersed in Egyptian society's sensuality, possibly withstand Potiphar's wife's advances? Rav Yaisi recognizes that this Roman lady is not interested in an answer. She is just trying to insinuate that Yosef and Aishas Potiphar must have actually had an affair and the Torah is covering it up. So he proves to her from Yehuda and Tamar's story, which is also in our Parsha, that the Torah does not cover up when its protagonists act incorrectly. But the question remains, how did 17-year-old Yosef withstand Potiphar's wife's advances? The Talmud in Saita tells us that as Potiphar's wife was seducing Yosef, his father's image appeared in the window and warned him of the consequences, so he ran out, leaving his garment behind. In turn, this accounting of the story leaves us with the impression that Yosef was about to give in to temptation were it not for his father's admonition. Now, just before this passage in the Gemara, there's an argument about this very point between two of my favorite Amoraim, Rav and Shmuel. One says that Yosef went into Potiphar's house to do his work, and the other says he went in to be intimate with Potiphar's wife. So according to the one who holds Yosef just went in to do his work, why does the image of his father have to magically appear and admonish him in order to warn him off? Well, the Talmud Yerushalmi and Harius paints a very different picture of this same story. There, we are told that Yosef saw the image of his father and his mother, and he immediately ran out. They didn't have to say anything. This version of the story is the one that I think teaches us how much Yosef loved, valued, and respected himself. 
I want to suggest that as a 17-year-old on his own in a foreign country, it was challenging for Yosef to maintain his self-identity every single day. Yosef didn't magically see his parents' image in the window. He kept them in mind all the time. Yosef was the Baal HaChaloymas, the dreamer, the visionary who understood that he was destined for greatness, that one day his entire family would come to rely on him and would recognize what he already knew to be true, that he, Yosef, was a prince. Yosef cared about his appearance, about his hairstyle, because he loved, valued, and respected himself. He's not being punished. He's being tested. Are you mature enough to be true to yourself? Are you clear enough to be true to your values on your own? When being tempted by a beautiful woman in a faraway land? When accused of attempted rape and thrown into jail? Yes, yes, yes. Yosef goes into prison with his head held high. He has done nothing wrong. And his self-confidence, his royal bearing, shows through. They put him in charge of the prison. The images and thoughts we have about ourselves, about our self-identity, about our values, can only help us if we are clear about them, if we practice them. If we engage in that kind of inner work, then, when temptation comes knocking at our door, we too can respond with the true love of self that is the result of such work. With a regular practice of that kind of inner work, we too can respond to any situation with self-respect, staying true to our values, staying true to our best selves. Have an amazing, connected Shabbos.